Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to Game Time Decisions. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Hope everybody's doing okay out there. A lot of things going on. We'll get uh, Marenzi's uh, mic situation up and running right now. Uh, Belmont opening up today. Uh, so we have another horse race track to talk about. Another sport to be betting on. It was really crazy too when Gabe and I were looking at the show. We're looking race three, Fauci. You know, I love what the New York Post did too. Uh, the picture of uh, Dr. Fauci on top of the horse, but Hey, since the whole world knows about the coronavirus and Fauci, uh, he got bet up pretty good, but he finishes second in the race. So Fauci does not get it done, but we had a pretty good day at the track today, hitting a couple winners. I know in the Bundesliga soccer game was down, uh, you know, no goals, and then boom, we get three in the game. So financially, things are going well. We hit our last NASCAR race. That's good. So many things to hit on the show there today, guys. The NBA and I don't even know where to begin. We're going to have Pete Yiannopoulos on the show to talk about what's happening with the NBA. And <laughs> I mean, Gabe, we're talking about this. The ideas that these guys are coming up with, too. What is this, a Home Depot? We're going to bring the wooden court to Orlando? I have no idea what the hell these guys are talking about or what they're going to be doing, but it's absolutely insane. We'll talk to Pete about that. The teams that are in the playoff, how the play playoff is going to be formatted, that type of thing. As on the baseball front, no news is good news. These guys still very, very, very far away right now. We can't seem to get anything done in Major League Baseball. They come back with a counteroffer. They wanted 114. Now we're talking 15. People are saying it is a non-starter right now. So it looks like baseball, these guys want to get even a short season going right now, and they can't get anything done. That seems to be a big, big issue, and these guys seem farther and farther and farther apart right now. So the NBA situation is going to be an interesting one. We have Ricky Sanders on the show a little bit later on, too. Ricky, a DFS maven, won us and our listeners a lot of money playing, you know, Monday night football matchups, the head-to-heads, the NFL, and Ricky's now uh, found a new love and a new way to make money Korean baseball. That's what he's doing late night for all the degenerates out there and winning people a lot of money. So Ricky Sanders will get some Korean baseball picks on the show as well, and hopefully we can nail down some winners. A few other stories coming out today. We know all the other athletes, and uh, this Drew Brees situation seems to be one that's hit pretty hit everyone pretty hard. And we all know he's a, a Republican, a guy from, from the right, but it's just one of those things. When Drew Brees is talking, it's like, guys, he... The thing is, Drew, we're not talking about the American flag. We're talking about police brutality. We're talking about other things going on. It's not a disrespect against the flag. It's like you have to understand really what is going on socially in the United States right now. And a lot of players, even his own player, Michael Thomas, going, yeah, well, this is who the guy is. Richard Sherman, we know he's a a smart individual playing at Stanford. He calls him out. Even Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is out there getting things done and, and calling him out. So Drew Brees doing himself no favors uh, for himself in a, in a situation all over the United States in strife where he comes out and uh, not a very popular opinion among people, teammates, guys in the league and everybody else, even LeBron James coming out to say, say, dude, I don't even understand what you're talking about or what is going on. So a lot of people coming after the Saints quarterback in that type of situation. And we'll get into that. We'll get into so many other topics. We got horse racing. Hopefully we'll give another picks. Uh, might give you something for Northfield a little bit later on tonight. I know Gabe's got some stuff 
MMA coming up too later on in the week. We got uh, a nice weekend card, NASCAR. They're going to be in Atlanta. So, so many things to talk about, so many things to discuss here on the program. But the NBA is the big one. And um, we all know July 31st, it's the target date. But the way things these guys have aligned it, I don't have no idea what the heck they're even doing. Uh, the plan that they have, and Gabe and I were cracking jokes. What is this? If the NHL came out with something like this, we'd be we'd be on the floor laughing at the the National Hockey League for all the craziness that these guys are doing. But we'll definitely dive into that. The NBA and man, they got a lot of ideas. I'm not sure if any of them are going to be great ideas, but we will see. Welcome to the radio audience, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart, uh, along with Gabe Morenci. We're going to get our tech issues uh, hopefully solved very, very soon. Welcome to Game Time Decisions. I'm the Raging Redhead. Morenci, my boy, is there. we got great guests on the show today, and we will talk sports, 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 and more sports. Some horse racing as well. And Gabe, I hear you're in, buddy. Welcome to the program, my friend. Yeah, how you doing, uh, Cam? We're ready to rock and roll. we got a lot of stuff uh, to get to on the program. I'm Morenci. It's Game Time uh, Decisions. Um, NBA basketball will be the uh, theme uh, of the day today is the National Basketball Association playoff uh, format uh, is sort of coming together, but not really. Uh, we're going to um, we're going to break it down. And it's a good thing they're not tipping off until July 31st, uh, because it's going to take us that long to figure it out. Uh, Belmont racing, horse racing is back at Belmont. First official sports event to take place in the state of New York. Since uh, the shutdown, we'll get into that. I know everybody was anxiously awaiting the MLS working out uh, their uh, labor uh, disagreements as they were arguing over like 0.6 percentage points or something like that. But all kidding aside, MLS will be coming back as well. We got a UFC card uh, this uh, Saturday. So we've got a lot of stuff to break down. But we're really about the NBA. Pete Annapolis is going to join us, RDS television analyst uh, Pete uh, former assistant coach with the UMass uh, Minutemen, uh, one of our basketball insiders, will get his thoughts on this long and uh, winding road that it'll take to get to the NBA Finals. And, you know, of course, we talked about this yesterday. The NBA Finals wouldn't take place, potentially, if it went seven games until October the 12th. The whole thing, listen, you're not going to find a, a bigger NBA fan than me, but this thing is, like, getting pretty anticlimactic uh, right now. And we'll get into the uh, proposals. I'm sick of that word, proposals, as well. Um, last time uh, I proposed, it didn't that didn't work out very well, actually. I've said the word proposals more uh, more than the host of The Bachelor. Um, so, you know what? I don't want to talk about proposals. I want to talk about facts, baby. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gim Renzi throwing down a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, our main man, Pete Yiannopoulos, will step up in in a couple of minutes. We're going to talk basketball uh, with Pete. Uh, the protest starting to settle down uh, right now, which is a beautiful thing to see. And the protest actually produced some positivity. A lot of um, ugliness uh, as well. Violence begets uh, violence. So 
it's nice to see things settle down uh, right now um, in America. So we can talk about uh, sports. It was tough uh, over the last couple of days, but we're in a, we're in a basketball frame of mind. Uh, today. We're in a New York state of uh, mind earlier in the day, uh, betting on uh, Belmont. And Cam had some winners. He had some losers. He had some good beats. He had some bad beats. I had a couple of wins, a couple of losses. Uh, but we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on. Let's get into the NBA situation. It seems to be changing uh, every minute uh, right now as... I don't know what the hell is going on uh, with the National Basketball Association. I'm glad they're coming back. Yet, uh, I really, I've literally spent hours uh, and hours, like just going over the uh, quote-unquote proposals, um, and I, I'm still baffled by it. And then you see more and more different stuff thrown in uh, after the fact. And we're talking about some really crazy stuff about like the higher seed. The higher seed, um, an off-court feature in which playoff teams in ordering of seeding 1 through 16 would receive first choice on picking which hotel they will stay in in the ESPN <laughs> Wide World of Sports Complex at the Disney World Resort. Um, what is this, Big Brother? <laughs> I, you win the right. challenge and you get dibs on the penthouse suite. Yeah, the, um, the Lakers select the Marriott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Lakers get the, uh, the Ritz-Carlton Merit. Here's another one, actually. <laughs> the lower seed um, is not allowed to eat anything besides spam. <laughs> like, that's that's one of the punishments. Your lower seed, it's sort of like, like Big Brother slash Survivor. The higher seed gets all the Mountain Dew uh, that they want and Doritos uh, as well. Like, I don't, I, dude, I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at here anymore. So in all seriousness here, so here we go. The higher-seeded team being awarded the first possession of the second, third, and fourth quarters, following a traditional uh, jump ball to begin the game. The higher seed, all right, so whatever. I, you know, that's yeah. just stupid. Yeah. Uh, I'm not losing sleep over it. It's like, yeah, it's whatever. It's stupid, it but yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. The next one, the higher-seeded team being allowed to designate one player uh, to be able to be whistled for seven fouls instead of six. <laughs> Why don't you guys just skip everything and put LeBron and Kawhi into the finals? <laughs> oh, so here's another rule that's a proposal. Zion Williamson is allowed to commit 15 fouls. <laughs> John Morant, three. So, like, let's play true or false. Like, what? Yeah, John Morant, three. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's the next one, Ken. All Memphis Grizzly games and Orlando Magic players in their games they foul out after two fouls. <laughs> if you're on, if you're on the Magic and they're on the Grizzlies, you foul, you you foul out. Like I, I don't even want to confuse people here. We'll tell you what's true, what isn't. But this is where we're going with this. So, so okay. So the higher seeded team being awarded the first possession of the second, third, and fourth quarters, following the traditional jump ball to begin the game. All right, I don't care. The uh, highest seeded team being allowed to designate one player to be able to whistle for seven fouls instead of six. Well, you know what? They already did this before. Kevin Garnett once fouled out of a game, playoff game when he was on the Nets, and, um, and it was like foul number eight. And he just stayed on the floor. So we've already seen this uh, before. This is that. That's just stupid, Cam. It's just stupid. Oh, yeah. Like the They're making a mockery of the sport. Player, like, like, what the hell is this? You know, yeah, like, no, it's like, a joke. Honestly, Pros versus Joes. Remember the show 
Pros versus Joes. <laughs> Pros versus Joes has more integrity than this crap. You know, we'll it's give unbelievable. Joe an extra set of fouls. All right, that's fair. It's like a handicap. It's like playing golf. What the hell is this? The higher I'll tell you, teams, they're, they're players. How about this? You want to make it fair? The lower seeded team should have the player stay on the floor longer. But anyways, that's a stupid rule. We'll get to the other stupid ones, but I hate that rule. It's stupid. Hey, Silver, it's stupid. There's well, it's not just stupid. Like I, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about. Like we haven't even got to the things like, hey, everybody, uh, do we got the wood uh, from the Boston? <laughs> Boston Garden. Uh, how's the floor doing? Okay, well, okay, okay Jerry, hey, Tommy, I got to pack her up there. Put put that floor, and uh, we're gonna fly it over to Orlando. <laughs> Roger, Roger, we got the floor. I'm telling you, I don't know what the hell's going on. Seven fouls is stupid. Uh, every, everything that they proposed, and we talk about the NBA, and we give silver credit all the time. Well, we also have to take a shot. This is Mickey Mouse. This is something that uh, you know a, a low grade league would do. It's very confusing. They haven't made it very clear, and uh, some of these proposals are to me are just idiotic. And I'm with you, Gabe. Like we were laughing all afternoon. We could believe what the hell these guys are doing but anyway hey uh you know so go, have, go for it. the seven fouls is stupid very dumb they have they have another proposal the higher seeded team receiving an extra coach's uh, challenge which is ridiculous uh the higher seeded teams being able to transport their actual hardwood home court from their arenas <laughs> to orlando to try to preserve the feel of their home play playing experience which i'll save you guys all a lot of trouble i'll tell you right now I don't think NBA players want to pack, uh, uh, NBA teams want to pack up their freaking floors. And here's a, interesting, here's something simple. Use the same damn floor and just change the logo. <laughs> put, a, put a sticker on. Of yeah. The whole game if you want. <laughs> yes. But yes. Bringing, bringing the floor, like, I don't, I really don't think that NBA players in the middle of this pandemic, and don't forget, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, that everything that's going on, that they thought, you know what? It'd be, you know, I'm only going to, you know, it's only good if we're able to bring the floor. I'd like to know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I will speak to Pete Annapolis about this. You know, he played. He was, he's a coach, former UMass Minutemen coach with Kyle Perry. We'll get his take on the floor. I get making people feel at home. You want to make people feel at home? You put the home team's logos up in the arena. You make it their team. Home team. I'll give them ideas. Home team gets to choose the music. Stuff like that. You know, home team gets to choose the music in the arena. Home team gets to, uh, and what they should do is the designated higher seed, the home team per se, they should be allowed, they should have like fan cheers. You know what I mean? Let's go Lakers or whatever. You have that blasting on the speakers. Mm -hmm. You have the music playing during the game like they normally do. You let the home team dictate, home team DJ dictate the playlist while you have a resident DJ there. See, I've already given the NBA better ideas. So um, here's our main man, Kyle, uh, in Atlanta saying, uh, this one I didn't see, actually. Yeah, the Orlando Magic and Memphis Grizzlies must stay at a Motel 6 while everybody <laughs> else just stays at a five-star establishment. <laughs> Nothing against Motel 6, but no, I'm I like, actually, I've had some very good – yeah, yeah, they do leave the light on for you. I've had some good, good, really good times in a Motel Six. I'm not going to rip it if you're if you're broke. Motel Six is the way to go. But I will say, uh, well, I'm going to tell you I've something. Had nothing Gabe. but uh, yeah, different different experiences. I'll just say, but that, that's that's another story. So listen, the hardwood stuff, whatever. That's just, I'm telling you right now. If you ask owners, uh, and I'll tell you right now, owners are rich guys. Rich guys don't like spending money, right? If you asked a bunch of owners right now, hey, listen, you guys want to pack up all the wood in your arena right now and put it on a jet and fly to Orlando? They'd be like, what? Why? 
Like, why don't we bring our own roofs, guys? How about this? We'll bring our own clocks and scoreboards. All right, yeah, we're going to we'll feel more comfortable. I'll tell you what we should do is hang a Raptors banner uh, in the arena. Everybody gets to hang their banners. Like, whatever, man. Like, honestly, when they play the NCAA tournament, does the higher seed Kentucky bring their floor? It's, come on, let's not overthink this, Silver. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Um, all right, an off-court feature would... Uh, they get to pick which hotel rooms they want to stay. Why don't you just cut to the chase and say LeBron gets first dibs, all right? LeBron gets to choose. LeBron stays in the presidential suite. And uh, whatever, everybody else uh, stays in the, uh, in the trailer park, evidently, I guess. That's the way this thing is going. Yeah, I and just call, I like your idea. It. Yeah, we will. We will. Just call Fathead. You get idea. a couple of... Yeah, Fathead. You get some uh, fans there with Fatheads right in the arena. You stick them to the chairs. You get a big-ass logo, and you put it there. That's the thing. You don't need wood. You don't have to call Home Depot and, and bring the wood. All you got to do is actually just get big decals and make it a home. Me and you should be running the league. Come on, guys. Give your head a shake. Stupid. They actually have – there's actually more, too. There's more to it. There's more crazy proposals out there. And it will even get into – it's very complicated, like, Memphis and Orlando have to play again, but they need to win once instead of twice. Game Time Decisions continues. Hey, sports fans. Cam Stewart with your sports news and betting update. You want that edge betters? Get on the grid. NFL players not down with Drew Brees and his comments. Brees uh, saying players kneeling in protest during the U.S. National Anthem quickly drew criticism from other NFL players today. In 2016, Drew Brees said he agreed with Colin Kaepernick's message, but not his method of kneeling. Brees added he will never agree with anyone who disrespects the flag or the country. The uh, some of the teammates on the scene, Michael Thomas not impressed, Aaron Rodgers throwing in his two cents, Richard Sherman, the Honey Badger, and a host of others not very happy with Drew. LeBron James even called him out today saying, quote, asking Breeze, you still don't understand why Cap was kneeling, end quote. Also today, Denver Broncos head coach Vic Fangio apologizing today for comments that he made earlier that there was no racism in the NFL. The NBA return to play is coming together, but man, it's tough. The NBA commissioner Adam Silver is planning to propose a 22-team return to play format to the league's board of governors this Thursday. The owner is expected to approve the proposal during the call, which is slated for 12.30 Eastern tomorrow. Each of the 22 teams, the 16 current playoff teams, plus the six teams currently within six games of the eight seed, will play eight regular season games in Orlando to help determine the playoff seeding. Next, as for the playoff tourney, if the nine seed trails the eight seed by more than four games at the regular season, the later will automatically clinch a playoff spot. Are you guys still with me? But if the gap between the eighth and nine seeds is four games or fewer, those teams would not reportedly partake in the double elimination play-in tournament. A nine seed would need to win two straight games versus the eight seed in order to make the playoffs, whereas the eight seed would only need one win. Wow. As for the top-seeded teams, the top contenders are brainstorming ways to partially retain home court advantage. Yeah, you're not going to believe this when we talked about it. Proposals, yeah. Uh, second and third quarters with possession, having one designated player to receive seven fouls in a game before fouling instead of six and receiving extra coaches challenges. Listen to this one, fellas. We talked about this. The home hardwood court being delivered to Orlando. Two-thirds of the owners will have to vote in favor of these scenarios to make it a reality. Uh, the NBA draft lottery and combine also expected to be held in August as part of the changes. The NBA has targeted July 31st as a date to return of play. Baseball, on the other hand, uh, they may remain far away, guys. MLB has rejected the MLB Players Association proposal for a 114-game season. They will not be sending a counteroffer. The league has considered 50 games with players receiving their full prorated salaries. Dak Prescott stepping up in a big 
big way. The Cowboys quarterback pledging $1 million to improve police training and addressing racism through education in the country. Prescott made the announcement on a four-page Instagram note. NFLers not expected to return to their team facilities until training camp. Training camps usually begin in mid to late July, but now many camps are reported slated to begin as late as June 27th. P.K. Subban of the New Jersey Devils also donating 50k to the fundraiser and Major League Soccer avoiding a potential lockout. They are back in business. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid News Update. Now back to my buddy and host Gabe Barenci on Game Time Decisions. Get on the grid, everybody. Thank you very much, uh, Cam uh, Stewart. Thank you. Uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, to get to uh, here. We're breaking it down. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Brancy. Shout out to all of our uh, radio affiliates out there. We're hoping you're having a safe day uh, today, a good day. And uh, listen, things are looking up. Um, the the protests or the rioting has settled down. The uh, the protests have been peaceful. The uh, the other officers have been arrested. So hopefully we can uh, move forward. And sports are back. We have a lot of sports uh, to get to, actually. Belmont Racing is back. Uh, we have a crazy soccer story from uh, earlier uh, in the day as well. But let's bring in Pete Annapolis right now, RDS Television. Uh, he's uh, one of our contributors, insiders, NBA, uh, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, steps up. And in, Pete, it's always a pleasure. How you doing? Hey, doing good, guys. Doing good. So um, let's just get right down to business uh, here, Pete. Uh, I'll throw like some of these proposals at you that the NBA is, is talking about. Hires, and you can stop me and say which is the stupidest one. Highest seeds get the ball at the beginning of the second, third, and fourth quarters. Highest seeds being allowed to choose a player who would be allowed seven personal fouls instead of six. They already do that. It's called favoritism uh, in the NBA. They already have that. Higher seeds being granted an extra coaches challenge. Um, the stupidest one might be the higher seeds get preferential hotel selection. So basically, Disney is admitting we have nicer rooms. Some of them are good and some of them are crap. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> they're saying, listen, they're not all good. So you guys better figure it out on your own here. Um, oh, yeah. So there's another thing, too. So they're going to play eight regular season games. Is that it? Eight regular season games yet? If yep. you're playing a team that's not on the schedule, you just fast forward to the next team up on your schedule. It just makes it like completely competitively in balance. So talk to me, Pete. What do you, what do you think about all this stuff? Well, I think, first of all, uh, I'm excited that there is going to be basketball going to be played. There's going to be some regular season basketball that, okay, we'll take that. But let's get back to the playoffs. And I think that's what everybody is so excited right now. I think, as you mentioned, these are unprecedented times, and I think the competition committee and what the NBA Board of Governors, the owners, the players, the association, they're trying to have somewhat of an advantage for the teams that played almost 70 regular season games to have that home court advantage come playoff time. I think that having players having seven fouls or one, I think it's ridiculous. Giving the ball to the home team in the second, third, or fourth quarter, I could live with that, but at the end of the day, if they want to transport the home court uh, of the higher teams, of the box of the Lakers or the Raptors, that's fine as well. But let's just play ball. At the end of the day, everything is going to be equal. These are times that we've never seen before. But let's not try and make this a gimmick type of tournament or playoff situation. The players, once they get on that floor, they want to win. And that's what they got to do. Yeah. Pete, can so they do decals? 
Why do you have to bring yeah, the whole damn floor? You. Gabe talked about it. What about what about a sticker? Like you know what I mean? Like with fathead, a sticker yeah. of the team's logo. Come on. Now, as far as as far as the floor is concerned, how important is it now? There's going to be home field advantages. Um, home court advantages are normally you know through travel. Um, some people might like different surfaces per se, but look at like the NCAA tournament. Like, you know, Kentucky doesn't bring their own floor. Kansas doesn't bring their own floor because they're a higher seed. As somebody that's coached and played, Pete, how important is the wood? Like I said earlier, I'm sure the last thing on any NBA player's mind was, what's what wood surface are we using? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I did I think, wow, we better be bringing our, our hardwood here, or am I crazy? Like, why would they even come up? Like, why would they even think that owners would want to pay to fly their wood to Orlando? I don't understand this. It's like bringing well, in your own goalpost, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're, we haven't ratified the North America trade agreement between Justin Trudeau and Donald Trump. So I don't know if the Raptors are going to be allowed to bring their hardwood floor across the border to no, they, Orlando. They can, they can, they can, but there's a 24% tariff. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you one thing. I don't think the floor per se is as valuable to the players, but the rims themselves. And if you remember last oh, year, the Toronto Raptors, good call. Kawhi Leonard good shot call. against Philadelphia. That ball bounced four times. That's a soft rim. Van Vliet took a couple of shots that the ball bounced a couple of times and went in as well. If you ask the players and the coaches, they feel more comfortable with the rims as opposed to the floor. But the way professional sports works today, fellas, they don't usually practice in the arenas that they play in anyways. They have their own practice mm -hmm. facilities. They only play and practice in the arenas on game days for the shoot-around. So I don't think it's that much an advantage. Whatever Orlando has, let's just go with it. I think that will be the best possible solution for both teams and every single team uh, and franchise when they get into this playoff format. See, Pete, okay, Pete should, should be in the room with the NBA. He say, listen, don't worry about the floors. We bring our own rims. How's that sound? That, that, that makes brilliant. sense. You know, because different rims are more and uh, less forgiving. What's the major difference, Pete, between a college rim, too? We see, um, like, NBA rims and college rims. College rims are unforgiving, aren't they? They're a little bit tougher, and I think what we've seen with college teams, and specifically in the NCAA, when you have to the Elite Eight or into the Final Four, they traditionally have those games in domes, right? They want to have as mm. many uh, fans as possible, 50,000, 60,000 fans, and it's extremely difficult to shoot in these domes, specifically these players and the college players. The NBA arena is a little bit more different, about 18,000, 20,000 people. The players are used to those, those rims, uh, the background, the lighting. Uh, I'm curious to see how this is going to be because, again, this is not a full-fledged arena where you'll have 25,000 or 20,000 people in. So the players are going to have to get used to it. I think that's why they want to have some of those regular season games uh, for the players to get used to it. And, again, what about the injury factor? Training camp, two and a half weeks, potentially three weeks. Do you want a player Ooh. to potentially get injured in a regular mm. season game? That really doesn't matter, except if you're trying Good to point. get into the playoff position. If you're the Phoenix Suns and you're eight and a half games out, you think you're realistically going to overtake those teams and catch Memphis? I'm going to be interesting to see how this plays out because, it's as you mentioned, it's unbalanced. You only have one team, the Wizards, in the East, and then you have five other teams or four other teams in the West how are they going to play those regular season games? I'm curious to see. So the way it would play out, and like I said, it's just, it's not easy. Like, to, it's very, they keep on adding a new layer and wrinkle to this. So uh, Wojo's reporting, 
Joining the 16 uh, current playoff teams in Orlando, New Orleans, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento, and San Antonio, and then Washington. If the ninth seed is more than four games behind the eighth, the eighth seed will make the playoffs. Fewer than four games, then there's a play-in tournament. Like I said, it's going to take us till July 31st to figure this out, Kevin. It's, it hurts my it hurts my brain. Like just thinking about these things, it's it's tough. Yeah, you know I went to community so college. Seed, but come on, like <laughs> if the ninth seed is more than four games behind the eighth seed, then the eighth seed. So there might not be a playing tournament then. Like I don't like. like what I don't that? know what this means, Pete. What I would like to see is again in the East. I think it's set in stone. Orlando's going to get the eighth seed. I don't see the Wizards catching uh-huh. them up, even if John Wall plays. But in the West, it gets kind of interesting because both the Blazers and the Pelicans are three and a half games out of Memphis, who sits in eight. And I think the NBA, and I think everybody, with all respect to John Morant and, and, and what the Grizzlies have done, and Jonas Valanciunas as their starting center, but can you imagine the league having a Lakers and LeBron James first-round matchup with the Pelicans and Zion ah. Williamson? Right? Ah. Or... The I'm going to go, Portland, go, go, Portland, go old school DX. Second. I think if Portland's playing against the Lakers, if I'm the Lakers, I'm worried because the Portland's a team that made the conference final last year. They're going to be healthy with Lillard and McCollum. Nurkic is going to yeah. be healthy from his broken leg. So Holland. let's see what happens there. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're, it's a good point. Portland actually could be a dangerous team. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think almost all these teams are dangerous right now. But And, yeah, we, we talked about it earlier, Pete. I wanted to get your take on that. Um, we didn't get to that rule that the NBA also uh, has proposed um, that Zion Williamson is allowed to commit 15 fouls uh, in a game and that John Morant and anyone on the Memphis Grizzlies is only allowed to commit three fouls. Then they're ejected uh, from the game. That's This thing is more rigged than the Montreal screw job with Brad Hart. Like, you know, like, honestly, what are we doing here? Like, and it's crazy because the NBA, they already have favoritism. Like, you know what I mean? LeBron already travels all the time. They, you know what I mean? Like, they don't need more help the higher seeds. But listen, for selfish purposes, I say bring it on because the Raptors are the third highest seed in the NBA. <laughs> so there will be two teams that would, uh, there's only two teams uh, that would uh, have these rules ahead of us uh, right now. Yet, you know, it's, it's just too complicated for, in my opinion, guys. Like it's just it's it's what like I said. What, what are we doing here? Like you know, it's it's very complicated for the casual and average fan to figure this out. I think at the end of the day, the owners uh, want to hit that seventy game mark where they could justify and really have that TV revenue money. Um, I think when you look at games that are going to be played, you're giving opportunities to some other teams uh, like the San Antonio Spurs, is this the year for the first time in 20 years that they don't make the playoffs? You look at a young team like Sacramento and Phoenix having a chance, but I think when you look at the Western Conference, I think it's really only Portland and New Orleans that have a chance here to overtake Memphis and try and get into that eight seed. I think that's going to be really fantastic. But once this is done, guys, and I think having a playing game brings some sort of excitement to the casual fan. And I think that the NBA is worried right now because – they're losing all that revenue, fellas, from the fans that won't be in the buildings. So right now, if you could generate some hype for the casual fan and say, hey, this is sort of like the NCAA tournament, there's a lot of excitement potentially having a playing game between the 8th and ninth seed. I think that could bring some level of excitement, some level of anticipation that people are going to 
come out and watch these games. But I think that when you look at the training camp from the games, but once the playoffs start, guys, the intensity here, you're going to have arrested LeBron James. You're going to have arrested Kawhi Leonard. The Raptors, who keep getting disrespected by every media member in the United States of America, they're 46 wins and 18 losses. They've had the most injuries of any, any NBA team this right, year. Hold that so thought, now Lowry's going to be fully hold, healthy. Gasol's going to be healthy. Pete. Ibaka's going to be healthy. Let's see what happens. Hold that thought, Pete. We'll hit this on the other side. Game time decision continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid at Sports Grid on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Sports Rage. Rage at Sports Rage. I'm Gabe Mretz. We're throwing down with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. A lot of rage uh, here. We'll get to the rage a little bit uh, later on. But there is joy as well as the NBA is set to return. Although in like, uh, I don't know, the NBA finals would be in like on 131 days. And to put it in perspective, we've only been in lockdown for 83 days. That's how like far away this uh, actually is. And uh, we're talking with Pete Annapolis uh, right now. And uh, Pete, as we were going into the break, uh, you were talking about the Toronto Raptors not getting a lot of respect. And listen, it's been a common theme uh, for this basketball team. I loved it. A lot of teams have a championship hangover after the fact. But the fact that they didn't have Kawhi Leonard there, I remember one of the preseason uh, press conferences, and Kyle Lowry said, I see what everybody says about us, and I don't give an F. And uh, Van Fleet, uh, when asked about, well, what about Kawhi Leonard not being there anymore? He goes, it's going to be too bad to have to kick his ass in the finals. And the Raptors never took a woe-is-me attitude they, they, they stepped up, and uh, are they the favorites to win? No, but if you look at the odds compared to the reality of the situation that I talked about, they, they're the third-best record in the league, guys, yet they're checking in at 24-1 to at FanDuel uh, right now. And I see, I see a headline here, title odds, Lakers, Bucks, Clippers, big favorites. And then you get into these other teams after the fact, so – Let's let's just sort of blast. Uh, I'll go team by team. I'll throw it to Pete uh, first, and then Cam give a quick take uh, on on the team uh, as well. So the Milwaukee Bucks, Pete, how much is it layoff? We don't know how much is going to affect these teams, but are the Bucks the team to beat in the East, or do you think they stumble? They're the favorites to win the championship. I would still say that they are the team to beat in the NBA, not only Eastern Conference. Giannis right now. You know, they had a tough time last year, up 2-0, in overtime, up by one with about two minutes left. They could have been three up and sweep the Raptors and probably win the championship. They're going to be out for redemption. I think the key for the Bucks, it's not going to be Yanis. It's not going to be Chris Middleton. It's not going to be Lopez shooting threes. It's going to be one player. And can Eric Bledsoe really deliver when it counts? And that's in the playoffs. Four years, $70 million. It's time for Bledsoe to step up. But Mike Budenholzer has the short fuse. He's going to put in George Hill if Bledsoe doesn't 
step up. But I think he will just because of last year's disappointment in losing that title uh, and that series to the Raptors. I think the Milwaukee Bucks will be extremely difficult to beat in a seven-game series. Cam, I see no value with the Bucks though, at plus 240. And I disagree. I got a ton of respect for our friend Pete. Uh, but I think the I Bucks too. are very vulnerable after this long layoff. And I don't put them in the same category as the Lakers or the Clippers. Uh, I, even, I guess maybe the Clippers. You know, the Raptors and the Bucks are like dead even to me that if they played each other, either team could beat each other uh, in a seven-game series. So I don't think there's value with the Bucks, uh, Ken. So I'll throw the Lakers at you, Ken, where I'm not LeBron's biggest uh, fan on the court. I got no beef with them off the court. Uh, but I do think the Lakers are extremely dangerous. They're plus 270. Cam, what do you think? Yeah, when you look at the prices between the Bucks at plus uh, 250 and then the Lakers, I absolutely love the Lakers more than the Bucks. The Bucks haven't proven anything. I think Toronto's a good dark horse. I think Boston is a fantastic dark horse. And the Bucks should be closer to four and five to one, not plus 250. I think the number's poor. You can bet it if you think they're going to win. Uh, I'm not going to take that chance. I think it's too low. As for the Lakers, Pete brought up a good point. LeBron rested. These guys ready to go. That's a dangerous combination. We've seen him with Cleveland. How many times did he walk into Toronto in a big game and he got it done? They beat the crap out of these guys. LeBron James plus rest equals bad news for the rest of the NBA. I'd probably take the Lakers or Clippers, one of those teams, to definitely go to the final. I like their price more, Gabe. I am buying in to the Lakers, not the Bucks. Yeah, if you look at these teams, Pete, so in my opinion, I'll throw it to you, Pete, here. And, you know, we're sort of looking for betting purposes, but I actually think, like, sort of the teams to beat as well. Milwaukee are a dangerous team. I'm not going to discount them. The Lakers and the Clippers are real dangerous. And what I don't like about this for the rest of the NBA is before they had to play each other, Pete, right? They went, And only one of them would have made it to the NBA Finals. The way it is now, they could actually meet uh, in the NBA Finals. The Clippers, to me, are very dangerous, but they're not a lock. Like, I just think it's ridiculous, though. Like, to me, the four teams to beat are the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors. And then there's everybody else after that. Like, I, and, and the odds makers, I guess because the public don't see it that way. But the Raptors are a 46-win team. They only had their, their starting, their top seven players together for 17 games. They went 12-5 and five in those 17 games. They're, they're 24-1 to one right now. Like, I just don't see how people can have the Houston Rockets at 12-1 to one and the Raptors at 24. Like, the Rockets can lose the first freaking series they play in, guys. Like, the Raptors aren't going to lose the first series they play in. I'm not buying it. But I'll ask you, Pete, we'll take the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers uh, out. Those are the three sort of non-value favorites. Who are some of these other teams that the mainstream aren't going to talk about? So you got the Rockets 12 to 1, Celtics 20 to 1, Raptors 24 to 1, the Denver Nuggets 25 to 1, the Heat are 27 to 1. You know, are the Philadelphia 76ers a dangerous team now that they're going to be refreshed? Which one of these longer shots are you taking a look at? I'm standing by the Toronto Raptors at 24 to 1. I, I love the Raptors. And again, like I said, just because of everybody that they brought back and the way they've played without Kawhi Leonard, without Danny Green, the ball distributes. Nick Nurse is one of the most underrated coaches. His innovation on the offensive end and specifically on the defensive end, he keeps teams unbalanced. Lowry's going to be refreshed. Van Vliet's a closer. Ananobi's been giving them great, great length at the small forward position. Norman Powell is tremendous off the bench. And then you have Gasolo and Nabaka, who've learned to play together and really can play off the court as well when one of them has foul trouble. But the one team that if you're looking for value, and it's the last team that you mentioned, Gabe, 
Uh, it's the Philadelphia 76ers. Right now, this is a team that has Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. They have Tobias Harris. They got Al Horford. They got Josh Richardson. Talent-wise, these guys are dangerous and probably could compete to win the Eastern Conference. They've had some injuries. Embiid has been a little bit soft in terms of his durability, but mostly his mental aspect. He got totally annihilated last year by Marcus Gasol in that series. Can he come back and rebound? I think the Sixers are extremely dangerous, and now with having to play some regular season games, I think they could win some and avoid having to play Boston in the 3-6 matchup, and they, they could slide into that 4-5 and either play Miami or Indiana. The Sixers, to be our team that has tremendous value if you want to look at it from a betting perspective, and I think that the Raptors might want to play Milwaukee than play Philadelphia because that's a tough team. It's a big team, as I mentioned, and they started to learn to play together. If Simmons and Ben and Beat figure it out and they get some outside shooting, the Sixers will be tough to eliminate in a seven-game series. Cam, who's a dark horse long shot for you? The, the Boston Celtics, I think, are a dangerous team. Uh, just like the Raptors, I don't think they're getting the respect they deserve. I'm a big Tatum fan. I think this team actually is very, very underrated. Uh, and I, I don't understand. This is a team that can play with anybody. I was going to say to Pete as well, look at Philadelphia, Pete. Great home record, but how is this uh, tournament in Orlando going to play for these guys? That's what I want to know. Like, this was a team that has their home road dichotomy is absolutely insane. Now you're going to a neutral site in Orlando. This could be a positive thing for the 76ers because at home, they're world beaters. On the road, they're dogs. I don't know what's going to happen in Orlando, but I've never seen a team go from A to B like the Sixers because they play their asses off at home and they look horrible on the road. How do you think the neutral site will affect them? Oh, it's a great point, Cam. And when you look at the Sixers' record, the Sixers' record against Toronto, they haven't been Toronto in Toronto in, in three, four years. And I think you're right. Right now, it's still a young nucleus when you look at Embiid, when you look at Simmons, and you look at Tobias Harris. Horford has that playoff pedigree that he will help these guys in a best-of-seven series once they're struggling. But that youthful exuberance that Simmons and Embiid have can make it sort of where they're very positive and they're really bringing up the most of their potential in an NCAA type of tournament in a neutral site or in Orlando that's going to be happening. So I think that the Sixers could really take advantage of that if they get their mind right. Obviously, Brett Brown is on the hot seat. This will be his last year. He's got to get this team to the NBA Finals or he will be replaced. But you look at the Boston Celtics. Again, Brad Stevens, a personal friend of mine, he's done great work with that group. We've had some changes. Kyrie is out. They bring in Kemba. Who is that guy that's going to take the last shot, Cam? I think, is it Kemba or is Kemba? it Tatum? I kind of think I agree with you that it should be Jason Tatum getting that ball. Jalen Brown brings a lot of versatility. They don't have an inside presence. I don't think Cantor's that guy defensively. But I think it's matchup problems with Celtics because they could spread you out and run the floor and attack the basket. So the Eastern Conference will be very difficult to predict. But again, Milwaukee, Toronto are still the cream of the crop in the East. You know, a team that uh, we haven't talked about, and I don't know if they're going to win the title, but they were a very difficult out uh, right before the, uh, the, the shutdown was the, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're 100 to 1. They're not easy. They're not going to be an easy team to play against anybody. You look so, you, you guys know, man, you're getting into like an NCAA tournament format or the NBA playoffs, et cetera. Point guard play. Chris Paul's been playing with a chip on his shoulder, and he was playing elite basketball. Um, I know, Pete, you're a big, big fan of Steven Adams and what Billy Donovan's done for him uh, over his career. 
and Adams has really developed an all-around game. They have a, a bunch of young dudes that were stepping up, and that's what I'm curious about. This layoff is so long. A player actually, too, a guy like Terrence Davis on, on the Raptors, guys, who I know he's been working hard uh, during the um, during the shutdown right now, and he was talking about how I'm going to make a difference. There's going to be some of these younger guys that make a difference. Like I said, I'm not saying the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to beat the Clippers if they played in a seven-game series, but I'll tell you what, it, it wouldn't be a party. For any team that plays the Thunder, it won't be that easy, Pete. They're not going to be an easy out this team. Well, it's a great point you bring up, Gabe. Again, Billy Donovan, one of the most underrated coaches in the NBA right now. Everybody thought this was a complete rebuild season for the Thunder when they traded Paul George for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Gallinari, those four or five first-round picks. And now they're only a couple of games behind the Clippers. This is could be potentially the steal trade of the century. And this is a team that has multiple point guards, three of them on the floor to start the game. Chris Paul. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder. So the ball, they don't turn it over. They break you down off the dribble, and they could attack the basket. Adams the nice knows his role, there. offensive rebounder. Gallinari's a guy who's a matchup problem. There's a local Montreal kid, one of my protégés, Lugensdor, who's that fifth starter, who's that defensive stopper. The Thunder will be extremely, extremely dangerous. And I think Chris Paul, he hasn't gone to an NBA Finals. I don't think this is the team to get there but I know that he's going to want to do everything to prove everybody wrong that he could still play. I'm telling you what, Cam, the Thunder, 100-1, they're, 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 they're going to be in every game that they play in. They're, they've, they're, they've got a nice mix of young guys. They've got a nice mix of guys with chips on their shoulder. Uh, a guy like Dennis Schroeder has got a chip on his shoulder. You know, but he's instant points, this kid, right? Like, he can give you 19-21, boom, fast. Gilgis Alexander just keeps getting better and better. And that's what I was talking about, Kevin Pete. A kid like Gilgis Alexander, now with another six months of development of working out. Uh, uh, Steven Adams going to be refreshed. He was a little tired. Uh, Chris Paul, a veteran. Um, yeah, Diallo, you mentioned uh, Dort. It's a nice mix. I just like this team. As I stated, guys, I'm not saying they're going to win the championship, but I'll be looking to, uh, to bet on them. And taking them, dude, they had the best record against the spread in the NBA for a reason. Pete, it's always a pleasure talking basketball with you. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thank you, guys. It's Pete Annapolis uh, with his great stuff. I'm all fired up. Bring it on. Rams. Thunder, Ken. Thunder. Rams. Rams. I like what Pete said about the Rams. Yeah, Excellent point. Like, I was talking about Hardwood. He goes, ah, it'd be better if they brought their Rams. That's why he's a former assistant coach. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues as uh, we uh, wrap up the uh, first hour of the program. we got another hour to go. We're going to be throwing it down. Ricky didn't lose our number. Ricky Sanders, one of the best DFS players in the business, going to step up and in. He's been playing uh, Korean DFS, but he's also gambling. Legally, of course, FanDuel. Uh, depending <laughs> on Korean baseball, he'll, uh, he'll share his thoughts on the KBO. 
uh, Ricky. Really, listen, Ricky's a great guy. Um, it was his birthday yesterday. So we'll ask him how it feels to finally be legal and be 21. So uh, Ricky Sanders is going to step up and join us. But a couple of loose ends uh, here, actually, uh, Cam. During the uh, the last commercial break, I could hear a microwave going on. And uh, Ranieri got a chuckle, as I did say. Our producers could hear. And I said, man, Cam can't even go through a commercial break without cooking something. I heard you running back and forth in like a microwave. And I know it's hot as hell out, so you weren't putting like a coffee in a microwave or something. What uh, what were you making uh, in between uh, segments there? Live, live, live I was cooking at, with Cam Stewart. Live cookout. I actually, yeah, live cookout. I did I did three things. You told me to hurt, turn the horses off down here, which I did. And I heard a little crackling going from upstairs and an announcer. My TV was still on horses. As I did that, I adjusted the lights and also cooked the turkey sandwich. You did all that. Two minutes, two minutes and 38 oh, yeah, seconds. I got a sandwich. sandwich lights. Yeah, yeah, it was delicious, too. Butter and turkey. You can't beat it. I wish you had some mayonnaise, but I didn't have time. You cooked it and ate it during the commercial break? No, I made, I, just unwrap, I already made it pre-show, and I unwrapped the foil and popped it in the microwave for 27 seconds. Turkey sandwich in the break. Cr- so it was 27 seconds in the microwave, and then you crushed it? It's like in between? Yes, I did, Gabe. The sandwich is already gone. Man, that's, uh, well, I remember like uh, when they said, man, he eats like a pig. And they said, no, no, he eats like a duck. Pigs chew. <laughs> <laughs> the ducks are sort of swallow. It's very true. I do eat like a duck. I'm a duck, big time. <laughs> <laughs> Game time decisions continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 